This episode uh, is the 16th in a series of 100 on portfolio management. So let's pick up where we left off. Uh, there are several cash flow measures that an analyst can use to determine the underlying health of the firm. The first measure is cash flow from operations. This includes the traditional measure of cash flow, um, net income plus depreciation expenses and deferred taxes, along with adjustments for changes in operating assets and liabilities that either use or provide cash. Second, the free cash flow metric modifies cash flow from operations to recognize that certain investing and financing activities are critical for the firm. In this instance, it is assumed that these necessary expenditures must be made before a firm can use um, its cash flow for reducing its outstanding debt, uh, repurchasing common stock, or other purposes. Uh, so your free cash flow here is going to be equal to um, yeah, cash flow from operations minus capital expenditures plus um, disposition of property and equipment. For firms involved in uh, LBOs, the cash flow metric is crucial because new owners usually want to use the firm's free cash flow. Uh, to retire outstanding debt. It should be noted, though, that no financial ratio uh, is useful in isolation. Rather, these numbers must be compared to analogous figures um, from the aggregate economy, uh, the firm's industry, the firm's competitors with uh, comparable size or characteristics, uh, and the firm's past performance to evaluate how the firm reacts to the business cycle and performs relative to similarly situated companies. Financial ratios uh, can be divided into uh, five different categories. The first set of ratios uh, standardized balance sheet and income statement items to allow easier comparisons between different sized firms. A common uh, size balance sheet expresses all balance sheet accounts as a percentage of total assets. On the other hand, a common size income statement expresses all income statement items as a percentage of sales. Common size statements give analysts an idea of the structure of a firm's financial statements, uh, the proportion of the assets that are liquid, uh, the proportion of assets of liabilities, I'm sorry, that are short-term obligations, and the percentage of sales consumed uh, by production costs. A different set of metrics are used to evaluate internal liquidity. Internal liquidity ratios provide a picture of a firm's ability to meet future short-term financial obligations. This figure compares near uh, term financial obligations such as accounts payable or notes payable to current assets or cash flows that will be available to meet these obligations. The current ratio is the best known liquidity measure. Um, so your current ratio is going to be equal to your current assets over your current liabilities. Some IB analysts though prefer not to look at current assets when assessing a firm's ability to meet current obligations because inventories and other assets that are included in the current assets metric may not be very liquid. Uh, the alternative uh, is usually the quick ratio, and here your quick ratio is equal to open parentheses, cash plus marketable securities plus receivables, uh, close parentheses, divided by open parentheses, current liabilities, uh, close, close parentheses. Uh, the most conservative liquidity ratio is the cash ratio, which compares the firm's cash and short-term marketable securities uh, to its current liabilities. And your cash ratio uh, is equal to open parentheses, cash plus marketable securities, close parentheses, divided by uh, open parentheses, current liabilities, close parentheses. It can also prove useful to analyze the liquidity of a firm's accounts receivable. The most common way to do this is to calculate how often the firm's accounts receivable turn over. Uh, the faster these accounts are paid, the sooner the firm obtains funds that can be used to pay off current liabilities. Uh, and here, your receivable, um, a, a useful ratio is going to be your receivables turnover, right? So your receivables turnover is going to be equal to uh, open parentheses, net average sales, close parentheses, divided by uh, open parentheses, um, average receivables, close parentheses. Uh, the receivables turnover ratio is one metric that analysts prefer not to deviate too much from uh, 
the industry um, norm is deviation can signify either an abundance of slow-paying customers uh, or insistence on credit terms that are too stringent uh, vis-a-vis competitors. Analysts should also pay attention to inventory turnover. While inventory turnover can be calculated with sales, the preferred turnover ratio involves cost of goods sold because this metric does not include the profit implied in sales. And here, your inventory turnover is going to be equal to um, your cost of goods sold divided by your average inventory. Uh, Given the turnover values, analysts can calculate the average inventory processing time uh, with this equation. So your average inventory processing period is going to be equal to uh, 365 divided by your average annual turnover. Extremely uh, low inventory turnover values are undesirable because they imply that capital is being tied up in inventory. On the other hand, an abnormal, an ab, an ab, I'm sorry, an abnormally uh, high turnover rate could mean that the firm has inadequate inventory that could lead to um, outages, back orders, and slow delivery to customers that could have an adverse effect on sales. The cash conversion cycle, though, um, is a very useful measure of a firm's overall internal liquidity because it combines information from the inventory turnover and the accounts payable turnover. The theory here is that cash is tied up in assets for a certain number of days. More specifically, cash is committed to receivables for the collection period and is also tied up for a number of days in inventory, a time period that is referred to uh, as the inventory processing period. Uh, Simultaneously, the firm is receiving offsets to this capital commitment from its suppliers who provide interest-free loans to the firm by carrying the firm's payables. The payables payment period is equal to uh, 365 divided by your payables turnover ratio. The the payables turnover ratio, in turn, is calculated uh, with this equation. So here, uh, your payables turnover ratio is equal to your cost of goods sold divided by um, your average trade payables. Um, It follows um, that the cash conversion cycle equation um, is going to be equal to uh, your receivables receivables days plus your inventory processing days divided by your payables uh, payment ratio. Financial ratios for evaluating operating performance can be divided into two groups, um, operating efficiency ratios and operating profitability ratios. Efficiency ratios look to how management uses its assets and capital. Profitability ratios, on the other hand, analyze profits as a percentage of sales and a percentage of employed assets and capital. Our first operating efficiency ratio is total asset turnover. This ratio measures the effectiveness of the firm's use of its total asset base. Uh, Here, your total asset turnover is going to be equal to your net sales divided by your average total net sales. Uh, Net assets are equal to gross assets minus depreciation on fixed assets. It is usually good practice to compare the total asset turnover ratio to that of other firms in the industry because this ratio varies substantially between sectors. Analysts should consider a range of turnover values in the industry. A high ratio relative to the industry is indicative of poor management because this might imply too few assets for the business or an abundance of depreciated and outdated assets. A low ratio, on the other hand, could also be indicative of poor performance because it implies that capital is tied up in an excess of assets uh, relative to the firm's needs. And that concludes this short session on portfolio management, which is the 16th of 100, not, of course, ruling out the possibility of bonus sessions.